If that mouse gets stuck on the corner of my laptop again, you're going to see me go apocalyptic. I don't even, like, what does that mean when people say that? I guess just destruction. That is the end of us all. I don't know. This, I have this little mouse for those watching on video. It's a, it's a cute little computer mouse. Well, it's USB wired. No, or wireless, I should say. No wires. No wires. Freedom. We all want freedom. We fight for freedom. Freedom isn't free. And this little cute little mouse I have fits, uh, you know, on my tiny little broadcast desk. And uh, last week, God, now I'm knocking other things over. Last week, I was trying to sh shut the show down, and I kept trying to move it forward, but I kept hitting the laptop. And so I was trying to, I knew I was on camera for all you lovelies. Hi. How are you? And I, uh, I was trying to keep, keep face. So I ended up just dropping an end card over. I don't even think you saw it. The, the, the end card, this, this thing, the kednapsock.com. That's where you go to the web zone to find me. All right. Episode 71 of, uh, what is this called? The Blathering. Thank you to everyone, uh, who turned out for the audio podcast, our biggest win. Second episode dropped uh, quite surprisingly over the weekend. Me and Robbie Smith, about seven months after we first started what was going to be a Patreon-only show, uh, it's now to the public. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I always want to be honest. Money. The podcast business is a weird business and always has been, and it's changed a little bit in the last year or so. And how you generate money is, it's always been a little, you know, tough. They make it so... It's like an obstacle course. Do you have a passion in your life? Do you feel as though since the age of three, you've been meant to do something? Cool. Here's a uh, entire never-ending, entirely frustrating, never-ending obstacle course in which we'll always win. Get to it. Um, but I'm happy to be here. And I uh, seven months after the first episode, I wanted to put it in public because, yeah, you know, Generated a scent here or there, but more importantly, and I'm being honest, more importantly, the real reason was to celebrate um, being able to do the second episode with a wonderful uh, Robbie Smith uh, and their struggle over the last uh, seven months, uh, really over the, over the course of their lifetime, <laughs> but uh, over the last seven months or so has been um, harrowing and I wanted to find um, some purpose for it, as small as it might be, with, with an audio podcast to share with everyone. Let's see what you can take for it. Also, Robbie is just an absolute angel, number one. But two, uh, outrageous in ways I could never even uh, try to be. And that's why I think what's fun. And and uh, we're going to be doing the show right now once a month. And thank you all who are supportive of it, who, who took it in. And will be part of the ongoing, ever-changing, growing Knapsack Network. So do I have anything important to say tonight? You know, there's the, the there's tragedy the 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 fires in in in, in Maui and a, a town wiped away it's it's impossible to comprehend uh, you got a fourth indictment uh, with 91 counts in in total now for this buffoon that uh, so many people voted for and there's a part of me that I'll be honest a little celebration especially you know to watch America's mayor go from that to uh, you know Rico Rico uh, Rico Suave was it was a good song. Um, there's some, I had some celebratory text and conversations with friends. I'm not going to lie to you, but really I am. It sounds like I'm being a, a, a bit of a party pooper or something where it's like, it's a sad day. It's a sad day for a lot of reasons. Not just because, Hey, we as a country elected this guy or a lot of people tried to or whatever, any of that. 
the 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 division that this that man and, and his followers have been a part of. Um and, and and do I point fingers at them? Yeah, I absolutely do. But I think now we are in a point where maybe this kind of stuff can move us forward in some way where families can start to have conversations. Maybe it never gets talked about. I don't know. I'm not saying this is a moment of healing. Oh, we must have healing. I don't know if that will come because I don't know what 2024's election will bring. I don't know what it will continue to bring. But to watch this all play out, to watch this all play out in a way that's not surprising to anyone who saw it and saw it coming and saw it in this man's life for his entire career once the curtain was pulled back and, 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 and some learned it early, some learned it in the 80s, some learned it in the 90s, 2000s. For me, it was, it was around the election time. I had always, he, he was kind of a harmless buffoon to me whose shows I watched. And I even bought some of his ties. I'll play the game, like, cool. You're fired, loved it. Catchphrase city, got it. And then, you know, at some point, you either get clued in or you don't. And that's the sad thing. So I do think it's a, a tragic thing. I, I, I'm not going to sit here, come on a podcast and celebrate it, uh, at least in full. Um, Rudy, different story. So there's that. There's all the things going on, this and that. And I think in some weeks I want to take it head on. And you know those weeks. You can see the look of my cold, dead eyes if you're watching. And even you can hear it in my voice. You know, when I, when I start talking like this. I don't, I don't think I've ever talked like that. But when I start talking like this, Johnny M from Long Island, one of our dedicated listeners, he pulls out his notepad and starts, all right, who does this guy want rubbed out? Like, you know, you know when I'm I'm come here to get serious. Uh, and and today's kind of not one of those days because I'm trying to um, trying to just look forward to some things. I'm, I'm, I'm out of town this weekend, going to the desert. Won't say where specifically, but the desert. L.A. is kind of a desert anyways, but we're going out to the desert, which I've never been. 25 years in L.A., never been to the to the desert. I've been through it to Las Vegas that way. Um, I've been out on, you know, driving to Arizona, uh, driving through on the 40, Highway 40, the 40, as we say it in the state over here because we're right. Uh, you know, going through places like Needles, you know, Kingman, uh, Seligman, all these Arizona cities where you're just like, wow, there's a choice to be here. Uh, but beautiful people, right? Um, I've never been really, I've never stopped for more than a trip to Jack in the Box. And I'm going to the desert. Uh, Grace and I, the dogs, we're meeting some friends, the wonderful Scott and Azara, and, and I'm, I'm excited. They've been inviting us. Uh, you know, there's you have, you have friends in your life who present you a nice, wonderful, warm opportunity. And for various reasons, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, okay, I love them. But I, Ken Napsock, don't love the desert. It's not just the heat or the sand. It's the frame of mind. There's just something I don't like about the desert. I don't trust it. I don't trust you, desert. You know, give me mountains. Give me snow. Give me rain. Give me fog. Give me cold. The desert, you're too bare. And uh, after a while, it was just like, you know what? I think we need to do this. Number one, wonderful friends, wonderful warm people. Uh, two, uh, Grace and I are, are the type and I think a lot of you out there might be the type who it's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe we should slow down and relax. Unplug, if you will. Most of my vacations are really work trips, conventions, comedy shows. And that's the way I kind of like it. If I could leave almost every other weekend, I think I'd be fine with that. You all know my uh, dead soul of a personality. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. But it's, so I'm trying to gear up for that. I got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of things. So uh, I'm paying attention to the world. I do every morning. I do every night. 
Uh, that's the first thing I do now. Watch some uh, news videos, news articles, uh, watch YouTube channels like uh, 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 David Pacman, Sam Sater, uh, Bo the Fifth Column, uh, all, all those kind of folks. Or just taking some random news. I like going to like a, a CNN. CNN ain't perfect. I like Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer, you know, he got us through the early stages of the Persian Gulf War. Him, Charles Jaco, Bernard Shaw, uh, Peter Arnett. Gotta remember all those names. I fucking remember all those reporters' names who were in Baghdad the night the Persian Gulf War started in like 91 or 92. Holy moly. How the fuck do I remember that? I, I do not remember where I put a receipt from an Ikea item I bought last week. And I c came home and I went, I don't know if this is going to fit. Uh, so I'm going to put this receipt somewhere where I know I've forgotten it. But I can remember Charles Jaco on location as Scud missiles uh, were flying towards them. And Patriot missiles were going back to get them. But crazy. Anyways. I'll just say this. I am looking forward to turning off my soul. I do mean turning off my soul, not opening my soul. I'm going to turn everything off this weekend. You know what? Go have some fun with some friends. I'm going to look to the skies. Guess what? I'll tell you. If I see an alien, I'm going to tell you. If I see something weird in the sky, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to out him. I have another friend who went to the desert just last week, and he said, he texted me, he goes, I saw something weird in the skies. So I sent him a picture back from the original Top Gun, the first Top Gun. I went, it was these guys. Uh, but he says, I saw something. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest, despite the fact that I absolutely still do not believe that there's aliens and I do not believe the whistleblower and I do not believe anyone around uh, those on the side of the whistleblower. I, 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 I believe them less than I did the day of the hearing. Despite all that, I'm going to, if I see something, I'm going to tell you and we're going to talk about it. And the same goes for you. Open forum. You see something? You got a story? I want to hear it. And maybe we'll do that still. Maybe we'll do that still. Uh, I am not one of those... Hear that shaking? Shake, shake, shake. Um, I got to cover the name brand. Um, 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 I taught a podcast class last week, as you all know. Um, and I was trying to say, don't worry about the ums. And then usually the week after I teach a class on broadcasting and podcasting, it's the week I say um the most. If you're, if you're out there broadcasting, don't worry about the ums. Just don't live in them. So I am not one of those folks who gets too worried about signs that society's crumbling. Oh, look at this. They're there. There's definitely themes in a lot of things. America, America is not perfect. Neither is other parts of the world. I want to be clear about that. Sometimes, this is a conversation I'll have with my mother sometimes. Uh, well, you, you know, you don't like America. I, I love America. I have no plans to leave it. I want to visit other places more. Maybe get a, you know, an apartment in Paris. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind that, but um, I love it here. I really do. So I'm not one of those ones that has, uh, gets overly worried about it. There's, again, there's signs. I was, do, I was reading some uh, articles on car bloat. Because I, I got a new car that is a midi, like a, it's considered like a mini or mid-sized SUV. And then Grace has a car that was, at the time that it was rolled off the assembly line, it was Considered like a mini or mid-sized SUV. My my version, which is a newer version in the last couple of years, is like triple the size of her car. <laughs> it's insane. Her car now looks like a bumper car at some sort of 
you know, uh, Iowa State Fair where Ron DeSantis's people will make sure all the all the uh, you know fair customers and patrons wait in line while he and his kid ride around by themselves. Uh, her car looks like that compared to mine. So I stumbled on the thing about car bloat, and it's it's such an American thing, right? Other part, not that other parts of the countries don't have big cars, but obviously you go to, you know, UK or Europe or something, just things, things are a little smaller when it comes to the vehicles and everyone's happy with it. I don't think there's a lot of people, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're out there driving around Manchester right now, listening to me, say, tell me if I'm full of it, right? Take the piss out of me. Get it? That's, a, that's like a UK colloquialism. Colloquial, did I say that? Colloquialism. Tell me if I'm full of it. But like, I don't think, I don't see anyone out there going, I got my little Fiat and man, I wish I had a Ford 250, F-250 or whatever they're called. And I've complained about it before. I know there's reasons people need pickup trucks, right? I saw, I saw someone online, actually, duh, this is how I got into the car bloat articles. A guy tweeted out, I'm looking for a truck, a pickup truck, because I need it. I need to carry planks because that's part of my job. But everywhere I go now, I can't get a pickup truck. I can only get a four-seater, four-door, king cab pickup truck with a tiny, tiny bathtub of a truck bed. And I have to go look online for some, like, 1977 Ford fuckfuck to, to, to do my fucking job. There's a guy who lives around the corner from me. He has one of those Ford fuckfucks. And it's 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 not even in great shape. He keeps it running well and it looks good. It's a white one. And you could tell that this guy's like, yeah, I'm not giving this up because this is functional. But everything else, and I'll tell you what, the I think the Honda Outback or Outlander or the Honda Outrageous, my dad has one of them. He why did he get it? He doesn't need it at all. He he, he drove a Mazda RX seven for years. And then you could fit the RX-7 in the, in, in the second cab of his truck now. And he's not one of those, you know, he's an old school kind of masculine guy. Uh, has some confusion over what that means, I'm, I'm sure. Like, he still says man cave unironically. And I'm like, eh, Dad, we don't, eh, we don't need that. Um, but you can't take that from him. It's okay. Um, but, uh, and he's got an impressive, like, garage workshop. It, it, it's, it's good. I get it. But yeah, you know, like this, and it's a nice truck, and I would, I'd consider getting it. But it's like, what are you doing? It's not even like lifted anymore. But you can't see people in front of you. Anyways, I'm so decided. This is this now. I'm upset. Now I'm upset. But this guy was like, I can't get a fucking truck to save my life. I have to go to like Craigslist and, and see if a serial killer's sell, selling one. And that's led me into these articles about car bloat. And how these are heavier cars. They're causing more damage to the road. Obviously, the energy, the gas side of it, too. You can't stop as fast. And, and my car, currently, I, I'm still kind of learning it, but I'm, I'm have, I almost rear-ended someone. And this is after I just had an accident that totaled another car. Almost rear-ended someone, but I was watching. I was like, oh, we're going we're gonna to stay. Here we go. We're stopping. I'm going to press the brakes. Here we go. Ah, oh, son of a goddamn. Ah. My car didn't want it too heavy. And it's a mini SUV or a mid-sized SUV. And on top of that, you're more likely hit to hit a pedestrian. And it's, I know I'm picking on the trucks. It's not just about the trucks, but they, they showed, they showed an example of like an average sized uh, woman was uh, standing next to the front of one of these trucks. And again, we're not talking about a, 
you know, uh, a Limp Bizkit, uh, do it all for the Nookie Ray's truck from 2004, like the, some assholes drove and still drive, but just a truck, off-the-lot truck. You couldn't see you know, anything below, like, her, her cheek and her chin. You couldn't see her. So you're going to miss more protests. And Burbank should run for local, local office. I have a cousin in politics in town here. I'll see if he can help me. It, Burbank is one of the leaders. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it's one of the leaders in like pedestrian deaths and injuries by car. And sure shit, I've almost been hit. That GPA studio, you guys don't, uh, occasionally some pictures will come out of, of us standing on the corner. There's a 7-Eleven, a GPA studio. It's across the street. Uh, when me, Mark, Josh, or Ikaika, uh, or occasionally when, when Eric Bass was there, when we would uh, go across the street, we we would joke that this could be it, kids. And it would happen more often than not. We'd do the, oh, you and the car would stop and you have to put the hand out. You're like the Truman Show and you're just, you want to be mad, but you're like, God bless it. And I feel for the, the internet today guys have that office now. Uh, uh, Ricky and Elliot. I, ho- I hope they, uh, you know, are, are, are a little, having a little bit more luck on, the, on crossing that road. Anyways, that's a sign of America eating itself with its tendencies and its themes and its ego and its size and its bloat. So there's that. But I understand some of it, right? And like I said, I, I've gotten in my dad's new truck, the Honda Outrageous, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool, right? Because that's, that's the lie. That's the, that's the thing. That's the lie of power. That's why we have Star Wars movies and all these fantasy movies and all these stories that teach you the only fight in the world through all of time and all the fight that there will be is those with power trying to keep it and keep it from those without the power. And often those without the power aren't even trying to get the power. They're just trying to survive. Right? Right? But that's the lie. Because power feels good. Why wouldn't it feel good? But Game of Thrones fans, Cersei Lannister says uh, power is power. Things happen in me. All right? That's all I'll say. It's a, it's a great moment, a great line. We love the lie of power because then you get in that truck. And again, I want to clarify because I bet I have people who listen to me. Sometimes you need the truck because that's the life or the job you truly lead. You got to take a big dirt, dirt road out to your ranch house maybe put some pigs in the back or move some manure around or just uh, that's your job because you're a, a well-skilled tradesperson. Never talking about those folks, right? I like when the guy with the big truck shows up to, to kill the bl- brown widows in my backyard, right? I, I'm there. But it's how they wield the power because it's a, it's a wonderful lie. It's a wonderful lie. You get inside that truck and you're sitting there. I'm in the pasture seat. And you're just like, I'm higher than everyone. I'm stronger than everyone. Uh, it would take a big rig to knock this car off the road, this truck off the road. Uh, and I got a room in the back for an army. Like, wonderful. That's the feel of power. And we like that. I'm not saying the rest of the world doesn't because power is a problem everywhere. But I, I just think if you get into a Fiat, and shout out to the Fiat people, and I'm not a sponsor, are they a problematic car brand? I don't know. They probably got something in their past I'd question during World War II. But I don't, I don't think you get in a Fiat day after day, year after year, or a Mini Cooper or all those things. Like an actual Mini Cooper that you need, you know, not a 
cute one out here, like we try, we have going on. Um, I don't think you, you worry about that kind of power. There's power in other ways. There's power in relationships, work relationships, romantic relationships, power dynamics all around. And, and, and sometimes we're the ones in power, sometimes we're the ones without it. That's, that, that's not different. But I just get, there's a different sense. And again, no one's perfect. I, I don't, I'm not saying that everyone right now in a Fiat or a Mini Cooper in UK, in the UK or anywhere in Europe is, is better than us. But I get the draw of power. And it can be destructive. And I don't know when you, you truly see it as a sign or it's just convenient. Convenience is the back door that lets these kind of destructive behaviors into the, into the house. And this is where I was going to start this with a silly little joke. This was just going to be like a two-minute joke bit, and I was going to talk about something else. I don't know what. I'll hide the bread. You hear that? This is an antacid, right? It's an antacid. Heartburn. And I've needed those for most of my adult life. <sighs> like a lot of people. I could change my diet. This is something I could blame America for, because as I said, as they came back from Paris and London... In Paris, I had an entire pizza, not vegan, cheese, sauce, bread. I had an entire pizza at dinner, ate it myself. I think Grace and I tried to share it, but really didn't have it. I had a crepe with ham and cheese and a big, giant, bready crepe. And as I ate both those items, I thought, I'm done for. Tonight, I'm going to be barfing into my mouth. The heartburn's going to be so bad. It's going to be painful. Oh, my God. Not one second of heartburn. Out here, beautiful Burbank, anything, anything, especially if it's got sauce, cheese, some meat, some bread, anything, breadsticks, croutons in a salad. And, and you might be saying, well, okay, maybe you just have a problem with bread, cheese, sauces of, of many varieties, you name it, it kills me. So I'd love to change the diet. I tried. I, I, I did put a lot of vegan stuff in my life, and that has, has helped. I've fallen off a little bit, as I, I've had to admit. Uh, but still, we just had a vegan meal the other day. Love it. Not going to change that. And anytime I have predominantly vegan meals, a lot of this problem starts to go away, right? The breads can still remain. Anyways, I don't need you to... We're not Stop, stop analyzing my throat and my stomach, you monsters. Um, but so my whole life, I've needed these... Things for my tummy. And now they got these ones that came out. I don't know how long ago. They're like candy. Like goddamn candy. They're so good. And I crave them. Like what? It's it, it, I reach for it. Whether you got heartburn or not. Because I got one jar. Orange and cream flavor. Might as well put a, you know, ice cream sandwich in my mouth. Anyways, I, I was out of them. So I went to reach for, I went to the store and I grabbed uh, this. This is the, like the brand I always get, little candy ones. And I, I went, whoa, what's the guy, what do we got here? Heartburn plus sleep support. I take melatonin. Like a lot of people, I have trouble falling asleep. So I need melatonin. I need my pills. Grandpa needs his pills. Grandpa needs his uh, heart medicine type of thing going on here. So I need the heartburn pills most nights and I need the melatonin every night. I've tried other things. No. Heartburn and sleep support. So I said to myself, oh, together at last. Never once wanted them together, though I take them together. 
right before I go to bed. And I, I don't, this isn't a, I don't want to do a hacky stand-up joke. And I also don't want to do a good stand-up joke. I've seen people do good stand-up jokes about this kind of stuff. Uh, pizza, we got pizza and then we got stuffed crusts pizza because what goes better with pizza than pizza? Uh, I think Eliza has a, a Schlesinger is a, is, a, is a great bit on one of her albums early because I used to see her do it at Room 5. Great bit. I love all that stuff. Uh, KFC, the double down. We, let's have a chicken sandwich, but instead of uh, instead of uh, bread, let's just put more slices of chicken. It's a chicken burger with chicken buns. That that's a sign of our decadence. That's a sign. But I've never I never rail on it because it's convenient. It's good, and it feels good. The power of a double down chicken sandwich feels good. You feel invulnerable because you're eating. A chicken sandwich wrapped in a chicken sandwich. God damn it. You think you're the scourge of chicken? Well, by God, I am chicken. Like, it feels great. And then convenience of this. Oh, you may have seen the brand name. I don't want them to get mad at me because I like their stuff. And they're not alone. I'm sure this is gonna this is the first time I've seen it from this brand. I'm sure more will fly off the shelves. Instead of correcting, and by the way, as always, I'll give the caveat. You might have a medical condition that you can't help. You need some kind of pills. You need some kind of medical treatment. My heartburn's a real problem. It is for other people. Insomnia is a real problem. I don't quite have that. I just like to get to sleep faster than I normally do. So I don't want to, I don't want anyone ever to think I'm using my words to diminish your journey. I mean that sincerely. I'm not being snarky or ironic. But in general, for the rest of us fucks. Instead of correcting the sleep issues or the heartburn issues, which, by the way, includes some of the stuff I've talked about, going to get some more powerful medication or treatment, stuff like that. I go to an acupuncturist about once a month, and it's great. It's, it's the most relaxing half hour I ever have. Whether or not it heals me or fixes me, I don't know. I don't know. I don't fully believe it, but I, I believe the results I get, which is I, I come out of there feeling pretty clear and pretty good. So I keep going. And there was one time, I have, I have a sinus issue, and she put the little needles in, and my sinus immediately cleared up, and I felt good the rest of the day. By the nighttime, it was back. I, I guess we could just live the whole life whole life with the needles in our face. Um, God, I don't know where I'm going tonight. <laughs> I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. But you know what I mean? Instead of correcting the problem, instead of correcting two problems, we combine them into one jar of pills and we just reach for it. And again, because I grew up in the Prozac Nation era, right? Gen X. Prozac Nation was a big book in, 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 in a movie. And, and this is what we're all medicated. All the latchkey kids are medicated. And I think some of us still have a stigma of that. I, I think I still have some of the stigma. I, I don't go to medication. I don't reach for it a lot. And again, uh, you should if you need to. And you should seek it out if you feel that's a solution for you. And you should do it the right way through a trained medical professional, all right? Uh, hopefully, they'll give you the right answers. So I'm not diminishing any of them's journey again. But I just was looking at this and going, that, this is it. This is the problem. We, could we feel we could just conquer it. It, it. With this, I have the power. I have two issues, no more. Do I heal the issues? Do I solve the problems? Do I do I 
head towards any actual solution? No, absolutely not. I just keep pouring Band-Aids down my throat. And then, you know, the problem, I, I reach for a drink. I reach for a drink right before I came in to record. I'm going to open this up. Hopefully I don't spill it. Every once in a while, I like a little fruit juice, all right? Grandpa likes his fruit juice. Lay off me. Mm. Ah. Ocean spray. Ah, I like ocean spray. They can sponsor me. It's a, it's a strawberry, no, cranberry, blueberry, acai drink. I almost spilled it over my laptop. And that's how you say it, acai, right? Uh, so I like that. That's a good combo for me. Big fan of the blueberry. I like what the blueberry does. I like cranberry. Usually when it's mixed with someone else, something else. But I, I like a cranberry juice too. Big fan of the blue, blueberry. Acai, could give or take, but it's a it's a it's a hipster flavor, so I'll go with it. But this 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 packaging. Also says, oh, it's not just cranberry, blueberry, acai, you fuck. It's immunity plus, it's immune plus Y. Oh, my God. I don't know what that means. That's bad English grammar. And this also contains zinc and vitamin C and E. And not in the way that it's like, well, this is fruit juice, so it's mostly from concentrate. But what what's real in there might provide you some of these vitam, vitamins. No, it's being advertised as... Uh, you got cranberry, you got blueberry, you got acai. We also going to give you zinc so you can boost your immunity uh, plus Y. Immunity plus Y. Uh, why not just say immunity? I don't know. Maybe, is the word immunity copywritten? And plus you get some C and E in there. A lot of stuff going on here. And I don't, again, I don't think this is a sign of America's collapse or society's collapse in, in general. I think it's convenience. I'm okay with it. I bought this. I liked it. This is the last one of a six-pack. Guess what? Daddy's going to buy some more. You should buy some, too. Ocean spray. Heal yourself while you also fulfill yourself. Do it. But I just do think it's it's a certain kind of bloat. It's It's a certain kind of bloat that makes us feel good. It makes us feel like we're in control. It makes us feel like we have power. Unlimited power. And often, that power is a lie. Stop lying to yourself and to your fruit juice. We're going to take a quick break. Be back for a little more after this. The other problem with this heartburn plus sleep support is often uh, I get heartburn during the day. And so I ran out of heartburn pills and I replaced it with this because what a, what a great idea. Together at last, heartburn and sleep support. Yay. And I realized the next day at about 2 p.m. I had heartburn and I was like, oh, let me go get the heartburn pills. Now I'll be asleep. Can't do that. Damn it. So now I had to go back. I have to go back to the store. I have to go back to the store and uh, get some regular. Now I'm going to have two jars of various heartburn pills, day parts, if you will. Why are we here? <laughs> Not this podcast. Why are we here? 
I've been having those conversations with friends a lot. And we'll never know the answer. Often, as I, and I said this years ago, I did a series of uh, uh, episodes when I knew Collider was collapsing. It wasn't public yet. Uh, we knew that there was very little chance that Collider was going to survive as it was. This is uh, uh, in late 2017 into 2018. And I kind of always been prepared for that. Um, when I, by that, I mean, when I left my secure security job uh, in 2015 to go to Screen Junkies and Defy Media, then eventually Collider, you just kind of knew the landscape. I wasn't a dummy. I was, I was new and naive to the business and in terms of it being a full-time job, but I've been around it enough and I've seen how it affects other people. These big channels, especially these nerd channels, uh, they, they, um, they have a tendency to go away for a lot of reasons. And some are snarky reasons I could say about the people that work there or people that run them or people that owe them or the big stars on the channels who uh, stamp out any other creativity or stamp out any other kind of life of the channel because they believe they're a, a, a YouTube original and, and, and then they mistreat, talk about power, they mistreat those around them to uh, a despicable and moral level uh, or just bad ownership. We've all experience that. I, I could run down that list and maybe one day I will. Maybe I'll come back from the desert and say it's time to name names, yeah fucks, and time for you to not be able to hide anymore. But I'm not perfect either. And I'm kind of a grumpy employee. I don't like working with you. Most, li most likely don't like working with you. And I'll let you know. And I'll let you know by just turning my back on you and walking away from a meeting because I don't like you. Like, you know, I'm not the best. But I knew all that stuff was going away. And so I, I, on the old Knapsack file stuff, I was, I, was, I was not bringing in guests as much. And I, I, I had some episodes where I talked vaguely about that situation. But I was scared, even though I was prepared that this could probably happen. In fact, when I, when I left the, the, the public safety job, I told some friends, look, I don't know. This might last about three years. It's 2015, might last about three years. Then maybe I have to come back to the mall. I don't know. Maybe I have to come back to the business. I just got to go take this chance. And that that carries its own kind of inspiration and this and that. And, 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 and it's important to celebrate those moments when you take those chances because they're always going to be presented to you. But I also knew in the back of my head this was a risk. And risks are, guess what, risky. And it was. And I knew it was happening. And I was scared shitless. I was scared shitless because I'd never really been without a full-time job my entire professional life. Uh, there's a lot of safety and security in that. I think sometimes that's a trap, but also sometimes it's how you eat and sleep and uh, have a roof over your house. So there's some harsh realities here that, uh, you know, we get. But I, the problem was it was my identity, right? And not in a super troubling way. I, I knew who I was outside of it, but at the same time I didn't because this is what I am. And for me, this is an entertainment thing. But for a lot of you out there, we all have titles, right? We all have titles which come with a certain kind of, 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 of a set of rules or roles, whether you're a rule breaker or not. It's just things and things. And, and, and by the way, that's not always bad. Parent, husband, father, mother, wife, sister, brother, cousin, boss, employee, vice president. Does, we all have those things. And those are the things that make us. Those are the things that we use to build ourselves up. And, and, and that's never a bad thing. Taking pride in a job, not a bad thing. Being a good parent, not a bad thing. So I'm not saying we all have to shake those roles 
and just uh, free ball it down the road here. I'm just saying it's too easy to think that's what makes us and forget about the bigger picture. But the bigger picture is always changing. We're always changing. And I think it's important to reevaluate it. This is not vague for anything. I am where I am right now. No big job is being lost for me soon. No big job is being gained. I'm still going to struggle. These podcasts are still going to do what they do. So don't read it for me. This is almost about anyone out there. The crisis of being aware of who we are. The crisis of being aware of who we were. And the crisis of being aware of who we could be and can be and want to be. I think that is sometimes what keeps all of us up at night. That is what drives all of us to uh, heartburn and sleep aid pills. <laughs> or worse. And sometimes you just kind of wake up, don't know who you are. Legacy, career, accomplishments, all of that matters. And you should seek all those things if you want it. Again, no matter what field you are, or what role you, are, you have. But I think it's a constant, evolving situation in which we all have to reevaluate who we want to be and what we want to do and what we are without all that. That's why I'm not expecting, by the way, any big revelations in my life from a two and a half day trip to the desert. Not like my friends who are going to Burning Man to find themselves for 15 straight years. I'm kidding. It's a good time for them. And I, I won't go because it's in the desert. If they move Burning Man to like, I don't know, Seattle, I'd go. Just experience it. But this weekend, I'm not going to find some great big revelation. I'm not going to look to the stars and say, who am I? I'm aware of this. I'm aware of what I want to be. I'm aware of who I was. I'm aware of what I could be. I don't want to address all that. This is why I said I'm shutting down my soul. I just want to go out and be with myself and friends around me, but just be myself without lights, without mics, without stages, without people I don't quite know but have to perform for, people I have to give my all to, without all the titles. It's not going to be a bohemian experience. I'm going to wear pants the entire time. Sorry. Hate to disappoint you. Um, there's a 7-Eleven in town, so I'm not going to be like out there cooking in, in over some open fire underneath the stars. It's just, it's going to be a vacation. But I'm looking forward to just being in that situation and seeing who is that person? Who is that person? I'm in the process of trying a lot of different things, of putting some things out there myself, uh, comedy specials, songs, music, albums, things that I have no talents to do, but have some great people around me doing them. Um, as you all know, if you've listened and stayed with me and you all said some really wonderful things, some wonderful messages, as you've heard some of the, I don't know, doubt in my voice over some of my... Uh, um, conversations I have here with myself on the show. Am I too angry? Am I too political? Am I too uh, just upset at the whole <laughs> lack of understanding uh, so many people seem to have for the world? Uh, uh, you know, it frustrates me. Uh, and I don't know, you know, 
at the end of the day, I don't know sometimes what I'm trying to accomplish. I don't know who I am. I don't know what all this means. And there's, it's, and there's never the final answer. I think that's the thing. I, I went through a quarter-life crisis, 25. Seems like a joke, but it's a real thing. It's a real thing, man. I mean, John Mayer wrote an entire first album about a quarter-life crisis, and it's a damn good album, by the way. I'm not a giant John Mayer fan. But for that first album, everyone goes to Your Body is a Wonderland, right? That was on the first album. There's so many other great songs. The one where he's running through the halls of his high school. I mean, it's a great stuff. But it's about, it was about quarter-life crisis stuff. I went through that. I'm in my midlife uh, era now. Maybe my beanies are my midlife crisis. I don't know. But it's never going to stop. Never lie to yourself. The crisis, the crises will never truly end. Just this current one. But I think you can get through it. And I think it's just a constant battle. Trying to understand who you are right now who you were, and who you can be. And if you have to go to the desert with some 7-Eleven prepackaged sandwiches, bring your heartburn pills and your sleep aids, and maybe you'll get a better understanding of yourself. All right, I'm out of here. I got to get this episode up and out. I also got to have a dinner, a snack. I had an early lunch today, and I'm starving right now. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Give me a follow on social media if you haven't already. I am on Threads. Um, I, I'm on the, I, I, I just, I'm on threads if you want to follow me. I'm still on X. I'm still on all the places. I still need it. And I still stare at it, you know, with a sense of dread. Uh, but there. But also, I want to I highlight the Patreon page. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ken Hapsock. You get this episode early access. You get a longer episode when we do our biggest win, Robbie and I. You're going to get a pre-roll, a Patreon pre-roll, where we're just kind of chatting for eight to ten minutes, uh, getting ready for the show. Uh, and more things coming uh, soon. Um, it, there is going to be a, a, a little, what I'm calling a comedy EP of my show in London. I'm currently working on it right now to independently release it. And those on Patreon uh, will have a chance to uh, um, get something special with that too as well. Um, working out the details of that. So that um, that's one thing. And if you want to support even at a higher level, the, the $20 tier or higher, it's a merch level. And you get a Hope t-shirt, uh, and uh, it's a Brian Ward design. It's a simple, direct design, but spread hope in the world. That's one of the things I stand for, even though I am a cynical, grumpy bastard. Uh, that's uh, some of the ways you can support me, but also just listening. That's the best way, and I really, really mean that. Thank you all. We'll see you next time here on The Blathering. Hey, I didn't get too angry tonight. Just at the trucks, huh? Yeah, all right. Next time we'll get more angry. 